Hello, hello, and welcome to episode two of the Radical Results podcast. I am your host, Ilse Passet. I am a mindset and goal achievement coach. I am today, I'm very excited to be talking about servant leadership and the role it plays on radical achieving radical results. I've been wanting to do this episode for a while. Uh, because servant leadership is something that I feel very connected to, something that I uh, used to do when I was in corporate with my teams as well. It was very important for me to be a strong, compassionate, and effective leader. And that's when I came across servant leadership. And servant leadership has many definitions, but for me, it's this idea that as a leader, people are not serving you, but you are serving them. So think about that for a moment. Um, It's completely different than the definition that we now have of the leader who's sitting up there, you know, at the top of the pyramid, um, reigning from his uh, throne, getting everybody to do whatever he needs to be done to achieve the goals. And that style of leadership that is non-servant leadership can sometimes produce results through maybe fear or that type of thing, but it's not always the most effective way to achieve radical results. I was watching a video recently of a woman who who said, the very first thing that I understand um, from when I became a leader is the fact that I am there to serve my team and not the other way around. And I work from that place. And what happens is that as I do this, our company grows, we achieve more results, and they basically carry me to the top. How beautiful is that definition of of leadership and effectiveness? And I have seen this time and again in corporate. And one of the things that I was reflecting on is the fact that in my 20-year career in corporate, And I had the opportunity to work in different environments, different size companies, even different countries. Um, So I was very blessed to have that um, experience. I only had one boss, one manager who I felt was effective, had my back and who I trusted completely. So think about that out of whatever many jobs I had, probably around, let's say, six, six or eight, I only had one manager and I remember him to this day. And I can tell you with all honesty that for him, I wouldn't even just go the extra mile. I would run a marathon. And it's been many years. It's been many, many years since he was my manager. But to this day, I remember him and he has a very special place in my heart and my mind. And I always remember all the things that he taught me. So he was very sarcastic, very humorous, and he taught me a lot, which I use to this day. But when I was reflecting on that, he showed me that there are very few leaders still who are servant leaders, first of all, and who understand the importance of having their team's best interests at heart to be able to reach the goals. So it's almost a selfish, um, a selfish way of working because it's it it is a win-win. You know that when you carry your team, when there is trust, when your team is happy, then you will get the results that you're looking for within your business or within any project that you're working on. 
So now when I was reflecting on what is missing, what is really missing, what are the missing ingredients for some of the leaders today? And I think one of the things that I always talk about is the golden rule. So if you want to be a better leader and you want to get better results within your organization, which is something that I work with my um, my high-level, high-achiever leaders, uh, my clients, is the golden rule. Treat everybody as you would like to be treated. Now, we're not always going to be in our best in terms of leadership and that type of thing, and then sometimes we're going to slip. But if you give your people a consistently good experience of working with you, those people will be willing to do whatever it takes to achieve a goal, however impossible it is, and they will feel good about it, and you will also benefit as a result. So I know everybody has different leadership styles. They have different goals. Some people are quite, um, they want to achieve goals for themselves and whatnot, Um, but if we start thinking about leadership in a different way, the impact that we're going to have is going to be huge. I always talk about impact because our experience of life, the things that we do, the things that we achieve, they don't only impact us, they impact everybody around us, our families, our teams, our communities, anybody who comes into contact with us is going to have an experience of ourselves and an impact of from achieve from us achieving our goals. So I wanted to challenge you today as a leader to think about how would you adjust your style today to get better results from your team? What could you do to better serve your team? What kind of mindset would you need to have to be there for them? to build trust, which is the most important part in leadership, is being able to build trust. Because if somebody trusts you, they will be willing to do anything it takes to achieve the goals, which will ultimately be for everybody's benefit. So it was a short one today, but I wanted you to take a look at the leaders as well. So the leaders that you have around you, that's always a good thing to do because the other thing that I was reflecting on was the fact that Even though I had a lot of leaders that were not very effective and they were not very compassionate and they created toxic experiences for me. So I was quite frustrated. It was quite toxic in certain places when I was in in corporate. Um, So it didn't help. I talk on episode one about the fact that I didn't really quite fit in there from day one. So I didn't want to be there. And then on top of everything, I had this string of of um, unaware leaders that didn't really quite help me get to that place and instead created cre- uh, created toxic environments. What I was thinking about is the fact that even those experiences taught me a lot because they taught me about who I did not want to be. So I've seen a kaleidoscope of bad leadership practices, uh, of fear-driven practices, of micromanagement, of distrust, um, of toxic cultures, of overworking, um, of lip service to values that are not necessarily uh, being lived. So I've seen the kaleidoscope of things that can go wrong. And I was also lucky enough with my boss that I talked about to see the things that could go right. And the stuff that he did was not huge. He didn't do anything that you would that you would say, oh my goodness, I have to go out of my way to serve the people that I work with. He stood up for me anytime I, I 
needed him. He recognized my skills and the impact that I was making. He defended my style of working in a time when my style was a little bit more direct and then I learned to hone it over the years. And he taught me real life things. So he taught me some real life examples and some real life sayings that I still remember to this day that really helped me in my career. So the stuff that he did was not extraordinary, but he showed me a relationship of trust, of leadership, of all going to the same place. That's what he was showing me. So how can you, as a leader, if you want to be more effective, how can you implement this in your life right now? What small tweaks can you make? What mindset can you go into um, the office next time you're in the office? What mindset do you want to go into the office with to be able to achieve this radical results that I am sure all of you have in terms of goals um, in your different organizations or the companies that you own? I hope you make this day a really good one. It's up to you for it to be a really good one. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.